Welcome back to the Mission Women Podcast. I'm Katie Edelman, and I'm here with Katie Severs. We are just a couple of Katies from the 80s here to chat with some amazing people about our Christian lives. We are so incredibly excited to be back in your earbuds this fall. We had a blast with our Greater Event series and couldn't wait to come back with new episodes this fall. This fall, we'll be kicking off things with our new series, How Great Is Our God? During these conversations, we'll be talking about 10 attributes of God that are part of making him the amazing holy God that he is. We'll learn into these things, these words that can feel so intimidating, like immutable and sovereign and break them down. Hope is that we'll all grow in our understanding, appreciation, and wonder of who God is. Our jumping off point was a book by Jen Wilkin called None Like Him. We highly recommend giving it a read or listen if you are an audiobook person. We're excited to have a couple of repeat guests as well as some new voices to the podcast, including some of our very own pastors here at Mission. Eric Swanson will be our guest today, and we couldn't be more excited to welcome him on. He is the Morris Campus Pastor, and he's been on staff here at Mission for a little over two years. He will be talking with us about the fact that God is incomprehensible. We hope that through this series, you'll be encouraged in your walk with Jesus. So Eric, why don't you go ahead and like introduce yourself? Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm honored to be on the podcast, and I uh, hope I don't mess up what you guys have had going on. <laughs> That's been really good so far. Not at all. Um, uh, I am so lucky to be on staff at Mission Bible Church, and really thrilled to be the Morris Campus pastor that we just launched earlier this year, and it has been a blast. I grew up in Morris, um, went to grade school through high school there, but then since college, Got into ministry. I've been a youth pastor for about 15 years, kind of in the Chicago suburbs, and then a little bit in Wisconsin before God brought us back to Morris to start a church. And so my wife and I, we've got four kids from kindergarten to my oldest is now in high school, which is awesome and weird all at the same time. <laughs> it was a lot easier um, just telling other parents what to do as the youth pastor <laughs> than it is actually being got your own. a parent of a high schooler. So, um, but that's been great. And so we just feel like God has always had us on a crazy journey, and we're pumped about where we're at now. And so we're just taking one one step at a time. That's awesome. And now here you are doing a Missions Women podcast. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> You've arrived. Thanks for coming on and just sharing with us all. And your topic that um, you chose to kind of like sit and discuss with us with was incomprehensible. Can you tell us a little bit about like what exactly does that mean? Yeah, the word is incomprehensible. <laughs> Uh, it's hard enough just to, to spell. So it's one of those big fancy words that we don't often use in life. And so it sounds super churchy and, and theological and deep. And so uh, all it really means is that we can't totally understand something. And in this case, we're talking about the different attributes of God. And so um, we cannot and don't get to um, fully understand God, which I think uh, is I want to hopefully get to like, that's actually really good, mm -hmm. um, but it can be really frustrating yeah. because we want to know what's God's will for my life. And even before that, is there a God? And I wish he would just show up and talk to me. And um, he does reveal himself to us and he invites us into this sweet relationship. But the idea that we kind of start with the fact that he's incomprehensible is such a good place to start. Mm -hmm. um, and as you guys are going through this podcast with uh each one being a different attribute of God. I was thinking about how he's actually 
all of his attributes are are overlapped, right? Mm-hmm. So like God is eternal and God is love. And those are both awesome, but uh, like exponentially more awesome when you realize that he's eternally loving. His love is eternal. And so uh, kind of all of his attributes overlap in that way. And so mm-hmm. in each of the things that we know about God, God is love. God is uh, in control. God is totally powerful and, and, and all these different things that in, we'll cover in the podcast by episode. Uh, in each of those, he's incomprehensible. Mm-hmm. And so um, we know enough about him to describe the fact that we don't know all about any of those things. And so we, all we know is that um, he loves us more than we can imagine. Mm-hmm. His love is incomprehensible. We, we understand the idea of eternity past or eternity future, mm-hmm. but we can't really completely wrap our created being minds around that. You know, he exists outside of time. And so uh, God being incomprehensible can seem frustrating. Like, mm-hmm. why don't we get to know? And what if I tried really hard or read a lot or listened to a lot of podcasts? And um, kind of the bottom line is that he's the creator and mm-hmm. we're the creation. And, and nowhere else in our world does that equal um, the fact that the creation could understand or explain um, the creator. So it's amazing that we get to know God at all. And um, it's an invitation that I, I hope we can get more and more excited about. Mm-hmm. But starting with the fact that um, he's God and we're not. And so I kind of said it like this. We know that we don't know, right? We don't know <laughs> that we don't fully know. All we know is that we don't fully know him and all of his goodness and all mm-hmm. of his love and all of his power and, and all of his everything. Um, we can we can get to know him. We can be blessed by that relationship. But um, we start the journey knowing that until we see him face to face in heaven someday, we we uh, we don't get to completely wrap our minds around mm-hmm. all that he is. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. And <laughs> that's totally good. Yeah. When we were getting ready for this podcast, I'm like, oh, I know I'm going to do it. I'm going to be talking about incomprehensible. And I know I'm going to bust out inconceivable from the princess ride. <laughs> like, inconceivable. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, which is funny and also kind of interesting because it's like it in the movie, he's frustrated, right? Like he's frustrated on the things he can't understand. And sometimes we get to that point where we're like frustrated. Like why? We want things to make sense. Mm-hmm. Like we want God to make sense to us um, instead of resting in the fact that it's um, a wonderful and freeing thing to know that God makes more sense than we can even imagine. Right, right. You know, so I think like just leaning into this and letting our minds be blown a little bit um, by the idea of God being incomprehensible and eternal and all these things um, is a really good thing. Um, so we're excited to do that. And we're excited to hear a little bit more about what the Bible has to say about the fact that God is incomprehensible. Yeah. And, you know, even I think for some personality types, mm-hmm. I always say that I'm pretty simple-minded. <laughs> and so if if it's just like, well, he's God and I'm not, and so that's the end of it. I'm like, all right, see you next Sunday, you know. And <laughs> uh, But for some people, they're, they're probably smarter than me to begin with, and, and they have this desire to learn. And so, you know, they don't want to just go to college. They want to get a doctorate. That kind, You know, and, and so I think for some personalities, this is even more difficult than others yeah. because— it's like, well, if I study hard enough and I pray enough and I try hard enough, I, you know, I, I can understand quantum physics, but mm-hmm. I can't completely understand God. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the, I, I brought just a few Bible passages, scripture mm-hmm. references that uh, I want to share. And in each of these talks about the fact that we don't know God completely. We can't and we don't get to ever uh, until we see him in heaven. And um, But 
almost every time in scripture where we see that, it's almost always combined with this idea that, but he is knowable, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's totally incomprehensible, but he is knowable to yeah. us. And so um, the first one I want to look at is Psalm 145, written by David, like uh, the guy that killed Goliath and then became king. And so he wrote all these poems and prayers and songs, and and um, a lot of them just declare truth about God. And so uh, he would probably say similar things in all the many, many Psalms that we have. But in 145, Uh, especially verse three, he says this, great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. And then we're like, yeah, we totally agree. Like he (laughs) deserves all of our praise. Um, And part of the reason is the next next half of that sentence is his greatness, no one can fathom. And David chooses to praise God for the fact that he's greater than he can imagine. Mm -hmm. Like as much as I've got to know him, he's amazing. Mm -hmm. And there's more to him than I'll ever, no, no one can fathom his greatness, you know? And that's just an amazing one-sentence description of God's greatness. The only way to describe his greatness is by admitting that we've just kind of discovered the tip of the iceberg. Mm -hmm. And so um, then later on, he says, your kingdom, he's talking about God, is an everlasting kingdom. Your dominion endures through all generations, Um, which I just think is really neat coming from David because he was a king, right? Mm -hmm. And he saw other kings before him and kings of other nations and and, and, and like entire empires would rise and fall. And, and we don't get that much in America because mm-hmm. our country's been around and the other countries that came to start our country are still around. And like, we don't see empires rise and fall. Very few countries that we know of have kings that, you know, go to war over their territory and their mm-hmm. people and things like that. But back then they did. And then, you know, if you were king for a little while, that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And he says, but God, you're king forever. No mm-hmm. one will defeat you. You're greater than all. And, and you reign forever. And he just can't, uh, coming from his point of view, that's mm-hmm. really interesting to realize how big, how how unfathomably God he is. Mm-hmm. And, and he will be forever. But then I was going to say, in the same Psalm 145, if you look at verse 8, it says, the Lord is gracious and compassionate slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. And then in verse 14, he says, the Lord upholds all who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The Lord is near. I love that. So the Lord is near to all who call on him and to all who call on him in truth. So in the same passage, he can't help but say, God's greater than anyone will ever know. We can't ever come to the end of his greatness. But he's close to us, and he's personal, and, and he loves us, and we can know him. And so it's this kind of mixed bag of he is knowable, and he is personal, mm-hmm. but he's actually unknowable in the end, and in, in, in incompleteness, mm-hmm. which is different than most things in, in our world. So Right. And I think, too, like having that understanding like of the fact that he is so amazing and he's so great, just like at the beginning of the verses you just shared— um, kind of puts us in a humble heart position so that we can really soak in how amazing it is that this great God um, would want us to know him. Yeah. You know, because he doesn't have to. <laughs> he doesn't, but he chooses to. And that's, um, that is is amazing on a whole new level when you are in that place of understanding, like, he's God and incomprehensible. Um, and I'm finite and I have my limits and he still loves me. Mm-hmm. He still chooses. Mm-hmm. Um me and he chooses us. So it's just, it's just pretty incredible that way. And I know earlier you mentioned that this concept could be difficult for some people's personalities, you know, the type A people who are like, no, but I need to understand to believe and I need to know. And 
and whatever. Do you think a lot of this has to like, why like the Bible kind of like turns us into like that childlike faith? Like why, why is that? Like, do you think that that's what's difficult for people just to believe that, you know, I don't get to know everything. I don't get to know everything about God and that's okay because he's still got my back and he's still, you know, even though he's incomprehensible, he's still the God of the universe and I can trust in that. Right. Absolutely. I love that idea of Mm -hmm. Jesus says you have to come to me like a child Mm -hmm. and that, that idea of childlike faith. Now it's not childish faith Mm -hmm. and our faith can grow. And so as God allows us to see him working and, and experience him in our life, we know him a little more. We tr- our, our trust and our faith in him grows, but we continue to realize we're way out of our league. Mm. And we continue to have to come back as a child and say, as much as I know him, he's good. And as much as I can ever know the end of him, he's even better. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love that idea mm-hmm. that um, it, it causes us to come to him in faith, mm-hmm. you know, which childlike is a perfect example. Like I remember my dad would, I when I was little, he would let me jump to him from, you know, a step up or a whole flight of steps up. <laughs> and um, I think of it now and I'm like, man, what was he thinking? <laughs> you know, I could have been like seriously injured. But as a kid, I was just like, here I come, <laughs> you know? And because he, he was bigger than me and stronger than me and he hadn't dropped me before. Mm-hmm. And so I jumped from the next step up. And mm-hmm. and it's the, kind of the same thing with God. He's bigger than us and beyond us. And uh, we don't have to understand everything about him and and how he always was and, and how he can be so perfect and how he can be so loving. And, but as much as we've known him, he's never failed us. And so we continue in faith to say, I don't get everything about him, but I get enough to know that I can continue to trust him. Mm. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Uh, it kind of goes right in this, mm-hmm. probably my favorite verses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My favorite verses about this idea is, uh, and these are hard verses and I love them because mm-hmm. to me, this is like, God just shooting his people straight, right? Yeah. And, and I don't think he's trying to be mean. I don't think he's trying to like make fun of them or be funny, but I think he's just trying to level with them. And mm-hmm. so I read these verses and I think of like, uh, if you're a parent, you know, I've had kids that uh, like when they're preschoolers and they ask all these questions or they do these things or they, they try to argue with you and you're just like, this is, I'm not wasting my time anymore <laughs> with this argument. It doesn't, you know, what, what you're saying doesn't even make sense and you don't even know <laughs> that it doesn't make sense, right? And so- Sometimes you just got to level with like a preschooler mm-hmm. and just let them know, well, you don't get it because you're four, right? <laughs> so uh, that's kind of what I, I don't want to put words in God's mouth, but uh, in Isaiah chapter 55, God's speaking to his people. And this is what he says directly to them through his prophet, Isaiah. He says this, uh, starting in verse eight of chapter 55 of Isaiah, God says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts and neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. And then he goes on like, to really make his point, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And so he's just trying to like shoot us straight and say, you, you're not going to get all of me. You know, mm-hmm. uh, your thoughts, they're not like my thoughts. Your ways, as good as they might be, they fail compared to my ways, you know. And the heavens from the earth is like, as, as we've gotten smarter as people with bigger telescopes, we realize how far away those little dots in the sky mm-hmm. are. Well, that's the heavens, right? Mm-hmm. Like if we were on a spaceship for a hundred years, we couldn't get to these places. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's how far apart our thoughts are from God's mm-hmm. thoughts and our ways from his ways and all of our best smarts and all of our goodest of goods. Um, we don't compare. Mm-hmm. And he's just kind of like, not trying to be mean, but just trying to give us a glimpse of how incomprehensible he really, mm-hmm. really is. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like, I don't know, for here, it's like, 
a focusing thing. Like, listen, like, don't lose focus of this. Don't mm-hmm. get distracted. Don't get uh, too in your head about it. You know, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Just that clarity of this is how it is. Like you're saying, shooting you straight. It's yeah, really like, good. You you might not get this, and you don't have to get this. Mm-hmm. You can trust me on this one. Mm-hmm. I got better thoughts. I got better plans. I got better. My ways are better than your ways. Yeah. And uh, not to put you down, but just to let you know, I got this. Well, to take the stress off. Yes. Like, to take the, the burden off. And that's why I find it freeing, because my yeah. ways fail me. Mm-hmm. And my thoughts are not always good thoughts, even when I try to think real hard, right? Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, it, it, it can sometimes be like, wow, because God kind of putting us down. But instead, it's like, no, I'll, I'll keep being the best me I can be. And uh, I'll keep trusting that he's better. Mm-hmm. His thoughts are better than my thoughts. His ways beyond mine every mm-hmm. single time. Mm-hmm. And that is freeing. That, that, that builds my faith in him. Yeah. And it takes worry off of my heart that I don't have to solve everything, know everything. I can kind of just follow and trust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that you describe it like as being a preschooler, like having a preschooler, a four-year-old of my own, like it, you almost do have to like trust as a parent, like I'm not going to let her eat the whole box of, you know, fruit roll-ups. From right. <laughs> she'll get a, she'll get a stomach ache, even though she's really, you know, determined to say that's what I want. And that is all I'm eating. So I think it's thinking of as you know, God, like sometimes we don't understand why I can't eat the whole box of fruit rolls right. from Costco, I candy but for there dinner. is good, like there's good behind it. So thinking of him as like a father, like you said, jumping off the flight of stairs and knowing that, you know, that protection and there is a reason for, you know, these things. I really love that like analogy there. Mm-hmm. Super relatable <laughs> in this stage of my life. That is very relatable. <laughs> Yeah, and then in that same passage, again, like the prophet Isaiah speaking for God, uh, he doesn't just stop with, well, you'll you'll never get me. Uh, actually, right before those two verses, in verse 6, it says this, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call him while he's near. And so it's saying, yeah, 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 you'll never totally come to the end of knowing God. There's always more to him, but he's still near. He still lets you. So uh, we always talk in church about how Jesus is uh, the knowable part of an invisible God. We don't see God. We can't hang out with God, you know, physically, but we did with Jesus for like 30 some years. He walked and ate and taught and, you know, did all the, th- all these things and he was tempted. And so uh, we get to see him and people knew him and we hear what he taught. And we see how he treated people. And then we have all the, the witnesses that wrote about it in the new Testament. And so uh, whether it's through Jesus and, or through his word that his Holy spirit under, you know, helps us understand there's many ways, you know, scripture even talks about just seeing, you know, the, the stars and the trees and the mm-hmm. beauty of his creation mm-hmm. helps us appreciate and, and draw closer to God. And so there's many ways that we do get to be near God. Um, but then the next verse is like, but your thoughts, not, not my, you know, and so it's like this, this constant balance of keep going after God. Mm-hmm. And the good news is there's always more to find. Mm-hmm. There's, you're never like, well, I, I saw that episode before, right? right. There's no reruns because yeah. you'll never get to the end. Yeah. You never get that feeling of, okay, I reached the end of that book and now I want that same book again. Right. Or I want to watch that movie one more time. You have to watch it over to get that. It's like, like you said, it's unfathomable. We cannot get to the depths of it. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't get to the depths of who God is. And that's the sweet thing, like to realize that you can be in this relationship with God and constantly being... um just revealed more and more of his goodness and his character and his love. That's pretty, 
I think that's pretty great. <laughs> like, even even with the Bible. Yeah. I mean, I remember I've had yeah. so many people, but the one I always go to is my grandpa because he was like 90 and he read the Bible. Who knows? Like, but you've you've done this. Uh, other Christians we know, they've read the Bible more than once. They might have read certain passages many times. And then mm-hmm. they'll say, man, it's like fresh and new. Mm-hmm. Not that the meaning of it changes, but right. that we can't quite wrap our minds around all that he's trying to get to us. And so mm-hmm. we can keep studying the Bible and 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 never feel like I've I've finished it. I've I've yeah. heard all that, you know. Mm-hmm. So even in his word, there's always more because mm-hmm. we'll until we get to heaven, we won't understand him perfectly or completely. And so yeah. what an invitation to keep keep chasing on. Yeah. The last thing I I wanted to um mention is like I said at the beginning, this can be a frustrating thing. Like God is love. No one's arguing about that. But like God won't let you understand him. People are like, oh no, like that's that can be, you know. Um, but I would say like we cannot fully understand God, and that's actually a really good thing. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I try to say it like this: you wouldn't want a little tiny God that you could totally understand. That'd be he'd be really lame, right? Like you wouldn't <laughs> worship a God that you you're equal to. This is why we don't worship each mm-hmm. other. You know, we we can know each other and we can know each other's flaws and 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 we know that we don't deserve worship. But mm-hmm. he is perfect and, and loving and holy and eternal and all these things, and we can never come to the end of any of them. And so, just like that verse we read from David, he's so worthy of praise. Mm-hmm. And so, you wouldn't want a little tiny God. We, we, we wouldn't want a God that we could understand. I brought a couple quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, a dude named Jim Elliott who was this uh, crazy story of a— um, international missionary who ended up being killed by the people he was trying to save. Spoiler alert, a lot of them ended up becoming Christians Mm -hmm. later on through some other people and whatnot. But uh, at the time, his wife was asked about that. And here's what she said, because, you know, how could your husband be killed by the, you know, he's trying to follow God. How could a good God let that happen? All Mm -hmm. these questions that would for sure come up in a situation like that. And this is just amazing what she says. She says, if God were small enough to be understood, he would not be big enough to be worshipped. Mm-hmm. And in her moment, in her shoes of what's going on, that she can still worship God, even though she probably was, you know, scared or, or yeah. worried or confused and, and, and yeah. all of the above in her circumstances and mm-hmm. sad. But she's saying, but I'll still worship God. Just my one little perspective of, of one little moment in time doesn't change his bigness and his the fact that I'll never get to the end of his ways and his thoughts. And yeah. I, I love that. Yeah, she understood Isaiah 55, right? Like she yes. understood, I see a peace and it doesn't make sense and it's hard. Like it doesn't negate the fact that it's hard or painful or challenging to trust God when when you're, when you're stepping out in obedience and it doesn't work the way that you expect things mm-hmm. to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she grasped that. She grasped that his perspective, his story is so big that we only can understand little bits and pieces along the way. Yep. Yeah. yeah. She didn't say, oh, it's no big deal. Right, right. But she did say, oh, mm-hmm. I can worship anyways. Mm. I, I can trust him that much. And mm-hmm. I don't have a good answer for this one, but mm-hmm. he does. Yeah. Yeah. There's a dude named Charles Spurgeon who's like an old like pastor, theologian guy. Mm-hmm. And so he's got all these great quotes. But he said this, a God whom we could understand would not be God. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we we made up this word for God because we couldn't describe him to begin with, mm-hmm. right? Every time we try to do like, what is God? Who is God? Like you can wrap up, you know, you could go on and on for 10 minutes and not really describe him that well. That's why we made up a word because like mm-hmm. he needed his own word. And so I, I think that's really smart that, yeah, if we totally understood God, he wouldn't be God. Right. And we wouldn't fall at his feet and worship. And we wouldn't keep pursuing this relationship that's never ending in our discovery of all that he is. So 
Um, you know, you I like I like that. Yeah. It's like pretty blunt to the point. Like, well, if you could understand him, he wouldn't be God. He'd just be like this dude, you know, like whatever. I, I like that. It's like so. Like, well, this is just kind of the way it is. Um, and you just need to trust, right? Because mm-hmm. that's that level of control that I feel like a lot of that a lot of us want and need, and and just trusting in the fact is is God, and we are not. Um, I love that. Virgin, what a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> he had it going on. But oddly enough, a, a popular Christian dog name. Well, I don't know if you can have a Christian dog, but Christian people's dog. Yes. Yeah, it's a cool, True. it's a cool name. I don't know if he, I don't know if he'd be proud of that or not. But <laughs> yeah. Um. So, like, what would you say is kind of the takeaway as we think through, um, as we think through the fact that God's incomprehensible. Um, what would you say is like the thing that we should really walk away from this conversation with about who God is and like, how does that affect our relationship with him? The fact that he's incomprehensible. Yeah. I love that. Think, uh, you know, like what, what does this mean? Yeah. You know, God chooses to let us know what he does let us know for his own reasons. And so, mm-hmm. um, I, I think like Katie was saying, that idea of trust, mm-hmm. you know, that we can trust God in all of his hugeness and all of his otherness and all of his separate better than us godness and that 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 calls for trust and the more we can admit that we don't get to totally understand him and that's actually a good thing mm-hmm. that can cause our trust to grow and mm-hmm. our faith to grow um but it shouldn't make us lazy right, right. like we don't want to be like well I'll never get to the end of God why bother trying right mm-hmm. like I'll never get to the top of the mountain I'm not going to climb halfway and so yeah that's um, how I feel about most political subjects yes. I'm like oh gosh yeah, I just will never you start. Yes. yeah and I, that's not what God wants <laughs> right and so I think the appropriate thing is our trust can grow when we realize he's God we're not he's huge and but he invites us to pursue him mm-hmm. and so um it's kind of like uh like when you were a kid and you would go on an Easter egg hunt. I mean, finding the eggs and eating the candy was fun. But we all know the real fun part was the search, mm-hmm. you know, or if you played hide and seek. We always played hide and seek like when, you know, all the cousins were together at grandpa's house, right? And and uh, I don't remember all the great hiding places or who was the best at the game. I just remember it was really fun when you got to be looking for people, mm-hmm. right? And so I think in the same way, one reason that God says, you can know me, but you'll never totally get to know me. But like those verses we read, you keep coming, and I'll, I'll, I'll be near to you, mm-hmm. that um, we can pursue him in the nearness that he offers us. And um, there's several verses in scripture that talk about when we go after him, we'll, we'll know him. Mm-hmm. He'll, when, we're, when we draw near to him, he'll be near to us. And so start with the idea that we'll never get to the end, but then keep going after like a little kid on an egg hunt, mm-hmm. you know, that maybe you got a basket full, but your mom says, there's more eggs out there. Yeah. And how fun would that be? Mm-hmm. I'd rather have the next egg than all the ones I already have. <laughs> and I think that's a great picture of our idea of a relationship with God, that he invites us into this sweet search where we continue learning until like my grandpa at 90 years old, who still thinks there's more for him. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's the the relationship that he invites all of us into. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for like coming on and sharing with us. And I hope that our listeners are encouraged um, in this conversation just to um, really realize how amazing God is and that he's in control and just continue just with their search for him and in their relationship with him. So we are going to ask you, what is your favorite football snack? Game day. I love, I love to watch football. Like 
Sunday afternoons feel so hollow after the Super Bowl's <laughs> over. So um, my wife does not miss football, but she loves chili cheese dip. And so like um, when when the season was starting this year, I went out and bought a bunch of stuff to make chili cheese dip because she'll sit all afternoon and watch football with me as long if as there's, there's chili, chili cheese dip. So, I mean, I like the dip, but I really just like that it unites our family in into <laughs> watching football. And so uh, where there's dip, there's family in our household. And so that's totally my favorite. That's like it equals football in Cherry's mind. And so it, it's good for everybody. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> if, the, if the listeners have um, listened to previous podcast they know my feelings on dip which is basically it could be a whole meal and a dessert to me. <laughs> so I, I agree i agree with the dip situation that's my favorite i would have to it would be a toss-up between buffalo chicken dip with celery or um taco dip because i make the taco dip without the beans because nobody likes the beans and if what? they do they're lying to you <laughs> what katie i can't do it Oh yeah. man, they're the best. And my my kids won't eat it if they have the beans in it. Oh, okay. so. that's fair. Technically, it's Katie burrito will, dip will, if you add the beans. That's true. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Katie, what about you? Um, I love food, and so I I love football food, like finger food yes. of all kinds. It's a win, and um, I am a Bears fan, and so I'm with Cherry on the food is kind of the highlight of my yep. season. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> so I'm like, it's not the game. <laughs> no, the game makes me so sad most of the time. Every now and then we're surprised. But, you know, uh, I took like a hiatus. I used to really be into football, loved it in like college. And then I took a hiatus once we had kids. There was just no um, paying attention for like three hours straight. Um, but what has remained the same has been hot wings. Uncle Dougie's sauce for mm. hot wings is my favorite. And generally, I don't love spicy, like jalapenos are not my favorite, um, but this uh, wing sauce is just mm. my favorite, and I could eat Uncle Dougie's hot wings all day long. I, I would regret it, but they're delicious. And now my son has finally gotten to the point where he will eat a hot wing like <laughs> like a barbarian, and he'll just like, Mom, can I have the chicken with the bones in it? And he just thinks it's the best thing yes, ever. Yes, it is. So it's super fun to sit down with. And, you know, Ryan won't say no to hot wing either. So, um, yeah, I like wings. They're delicious. I love it. Well, thanks <laughs> so much for joining us today and sharing um, with our audience. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks, I feel Eric. so honored to be on. We are so grateful that Eric was able to join us today. We hope you were just as encouraged as we were as we spent some time trying to understand that we can't fully understand God, and that is okay. In fact, it's better than okay. Um, before we go, I just want to share with you a passage from Romans uh, chapter 11, and just kind of letting this be a benediction, a closing, and a prayer over everyone today. Oh, the depth of the riches and the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are His judgments and how inscrutable His ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been His counselor? Or who has given Him a gift that He might have to repay? For from Him and through Him and to Him are all things. To Him be the glory forever. Amen.